Welcome to Your Breakout Book, the podcast that helps authors like you write, publish, and prosper. I'm Dana Kay, the founder of Kay Publicity, and I've dedicated the majority of my life to helping authors establish their brands and reach more readers. I believe that every author, regardless of genre and publishing path, has the ability to cultivate an engaged community of readers, increase their sales, and have a thriving writing career. If you're new here, this first mini season is meant to be consumed in order. So if you haven't done so already, please go back and listen to our introductory episode. We'll be here when you're ready. Now, let's talk about branding. A memorable and favorable personal brand is the foundation to any successful writing career. When you think of branding, you probably think of consumer products like Coke or Lexus, but whether you're selling a book or a breakfast cereal, the purpose is the same. First, a brand lets consumers know what they're getting before they make the purchase. Second, a brand establishes name recognition and makes you more memorable. Now, readers are risk averse. They don't want to invest time and money on something unless they know it's good. According to Nielsen, 60% of readers buy books from authors they like or because they've enjoyed other books in that series. So statistically speaking, this means 60% of the reading public won't take a chance on an author they've never heard of. By establishing a clear author brand, you will convey to readers what your book is like and provide reassurance that they will enjoy it. But it's not just readers, it's publishers too. Before acquiring a book, editors want some kind of indication that it will be a bestseller. An established author brand can be that indication. Again, it's all about minimizing risk. When you buy a Coke, no matter where it's from, you know exactly what it's going to taste like. When you pick up a James Patterson novel at the airport, you know what type of reading experience you're going to have. Your author brand lets readers know what they're going to get before they buy it. Now, while I believe that every book has a chance at success through effective branding and marketing strategies, there is one caveat. The book must be good. You can do all the promotion in the world, attract millions of readers, but if book number one isn't good, they won't be coming back for book two. So now that you understand why branding is important, it's time to identify your own unique author brand. To help you with this process, I created a free worksheet at kpublicity.com slash brand worksheet. This will help you identify key elements in each of your books to incorporate into your tagline and author brand summary. Again, that's kpublicity, K-A-Y-E, publicity.com slash brand worksheet. Ultimately, the equation for creating your author brand is fairly simple. It's you plus your book equals your author brand. The most successful brands aren't about one or the other. They're a combination of both. Most authors we work with have one of two problems. They either don't see all the interesting parts of themselves that also relate to their book, or they think everything about their life is interesting and is a part of their brand, even if it doesn't tie into their book. It's necessary to take a step back and view yourself through an outsider's lens. You may not think that your degree in clinical psychology is a part of your brand, but if you write psychological thrillers, it definitely is. You may breed German shepherds for a living, but if you're writing science fiction, well, that fact isn't really relevant. If you write in the same genre, on the same topic, or write a series, finding your tagline and elevator pitch is easier. But if you write multiple genres for various age groups, it can be more of a challenge. 
While authors may think that every book they write is different, in my experience, there are usually particular types of stories that authors are drawn to. So let's say you write YA fantasy, as well as adult historical mysteries. At first glance, you may think these audiences are totally different, so you need to create two totally different author brands. But that's not necessarily the case. Forget about the age group and genre and just focus about the characters, settings, and themes. Are your fantasy novels based in some factual history? Are your characters in both of your books inspired by real life characters? Do both have elements of suspense? Mystery? Are there similarities in the settings? The protagonist's motivations? The stakes? The branding worksheet can be extremely helpful in mapping all this out, so I encourage you to head over to kpublicity.com slash brand worksheet. For me, it really helps to put pen to paper. So listing out all the elements of setting, character, theme, and so on makes it easier to identify the common denominators. Once you have those common denominators, use them as a jumping off point to create a short, simple tagline. Here are a few examples of what I think are successful taglines. Fierce women, impossible odds. Books that don't bite, but the characters might. New beginnings, second chances, and always a happily ever after. This may take more than a few minutes. Let it marinate for a bit. I encourage you to jot down multiple ideas and seek feedback from family members and writer friends. From there, I encourage you to expand your tagline into a longer brand summary. This should be one to two lines and serve as an answer to the question, what do you write? So if your tagline is fierce women, impossible odds, the brand summary may be, I write about fierce women facing impossible odds. My novels are historical fiction, both for teens and adults. It can also include a bit of the you part of the branding equation. For example, I write about fierce women facing impossible odds from the point of view of a retired librarian and research junkie. Not only are these brand summaries memorable, they make readers want to know more. Writing historical fiction isn't really memorable on its own, but pairing it with fierce women and impossible odds not only paints a better picture and sticks in your brain, it also makes you want to know more. Again, this will take time and tweaking. I don't expect you to have the perfect tagline and brand summary right now. Either hit pause and go and fill out the worksheet or listen to this whole episode and come back to the worksheet later. Once you've identified your tagline and brand summary, it's time to establish that brand online. The first step is what I call getting your online house in order. So take a moment and Google yourself. What do you find? If you're a debut author, you'll probably find your deal announcement in Publishers Marketplace, maybe your book listing on Amazon, maybe even an eBay listing for one of your advanced reader copies. But if you're an established author, the first thing that should show up in your Google searches is your website. All authors, regardless of audience, will need an author website. This serves as your online business card, a place where readers, booksellers, and media pros can find information about you and your books. It's also a place where you can capture email addresses to further engage with your readers. You do need to have a professional looking website, but you don't need to spend thousands of dollars on a web designer to accomplish this. Thanks to companies like WordPress, Squarespace, and Wix, you can download free or affordable templates and create high quality websites without the help of a designer. If you're more established, have a deeper backlist, and have the budget to hire a professional, you'll be able to customize your website even more. So take out a pen and paper if you haven't done so already 
I'm going to give you your checklist for building a successful website. This is what every author website should have. First, a homepage that showcases your latest book and clearly displays your social media buttons and newsletter sign up. Second, an about or a bio page that includes your author photo, a 100 to 150 word professional bio that event coordinators and journalists can easily copy and paste. And if you want a longer, more verbose bio, which showcases your personality and background, you can do that too. But the 100 to 150 word professional bio is the most important. A books page, which lists your titles in reverse chronological order, along with the synopsis, praise, and bilinks. If you write multiple series or genres, you may want different pages for each of those series or to group the books by series or by genre. But within those groupings, they should be listed in reverse chronological order. So the newest one first. A contact page that has a contact form and if applicable, your agent and publisher information. So the reason we say you should do a contact form is first, it reduces spam. Second, you can capture email addresses to start building your newsletter list. And you should always include your agent and publisher information in case foreign publishers or audiobook publishers want to buy the rights or media outlets want advanced reader copies. Next, you need a mobile optimized template. So Google penalizes websites that do not display well on mobile devices. This isn't just a, oh, this looks okay. There's specific criteria for it to be mobile optimized. So most templates are mobile optimized, but if your website is older or uses custom HTML, it may not be optimized for mobile. So plug in Google mobile friendly test into Google and then put in your website, all the pages of your website. If it passes, great, you're all set, nothing to do. If it doesn't pass, it will give you a list of things that you need to change in order to make it fully mobile optimized. Next, you need an analytics tool. So we use Google Analytics, some people use StatCounter. No, I don't recommend relying on the WordPress or Squarespace stats, you need something else. This is gonna measure how many people visit your website where they come from, that they do, what they do once they get there. This is a key part of measuring the effectiveness for your promotion efforts. So if you do a podcast interview or you write a guest blog, you can see how many people come to your website from those outlets. And then lastly, this is new, you need a privacy policy and a cookies disclosure. So if you Google GDPR, you'll see that there are new laws in the EU that made it necessary for us to disclose any data we collect. That means email addresses that come through your newsletter sign up, analytics data, and to have you, in order to be compliant, you need to have users opt in to have their data collected. So it's not just a disclosure saying, hey, we're collecting your data. They need to actually click a button that says, okay, I consent to having my data collected. Most website services like WordPress or Squarespace have these tools built in or have a plugin available, but before you start collecting data, even if it's anonymous data, like a Facebook pixel or Google Analytics, it's necessary to make sure everything is legit. So these are the nuts and bolts of what your website needs. Next, you must consider, based on your brand, what your website should feel like. Often this is the trickiest part, but it's also one of the most important ones. So start with the color palette. If you write dark mysteries, then you should opt for darker colors. 
If you write light beach reads, then your site should boast pastels and lighter earth tones. Look at your latest book cover images and use them as inspiration for your color scheme. If you write in multiple genres or for multiple age groups, consider creating different color representations for each section of your website. This will subconsciously tell the readers which books are lighter and darker, which are for older audiences or younger audiences, etc. Depending on the template you choose, you'll most likely include some type of imagery on your page, whether it's in the header or blended into the background. Consider these images carefully. Think about what each image conveys. So a cup of tea or coffee indicates something peaceful and safe, while a broken window or a door left open conveys something menacing. Avoid anything too literal, so like no guns for your thriller series or shopping bags for your chiclet novels. And feel free to obscure or darken your selected images into the background. You can also opt for designs rather than photography or other literal images, but no matter what you decide, always pay for your images through stock photo companies. Never pull images from the web. The template or theme you choose is also a reflection of your brand. A more sleek or modern theme will convey something different than a basic straightforward one. And lastly, consider the language and tone of your website copy. If you write humorous voice-driven novels, then your website should reflect that voice. If you're feeling stuck and not sure which direction to go, check out some of your favorite authors' websites and see what choices they've made. Write down what you like, what you dislike, take note of the general feeling their website exudes. This will serve as inspiration and help you refine your choices to create a website that accurately reflects you and your work. So once you have your website, your online house in order, the next step is to get your online real estate. So you don't need to use every social media platform, nor should you. But just because you don't need to use the platform right now doesn't mean you won't need it in the future. That's why I recommend securing your handle and login for all social media platforms as soon as they become available. So yes, you have no desire to go on TikTok right now. That's totally fine. Just get your handle just in case. You wouldn't believe how many other Dana Ks are out there. So it's a good thing I secured many of my handles early, but you'll notice that my Facebook and Instagram are Dana K 23. You don't need to do anything with these just yet. Just secure a straightforward username or handle. For example, if your author name is John Smith, well, ideally your handle should be John Smith, John Smith Books, J Smith Books, and so on. On LinkedIn and Facebook, your name can be the same, but the unique link in your profile should match your other usernames. So if your Twitter handle is John Smith Books, then your Facebook name should still be John Smith, but your unique link should be facebook.com slash John Smith Books. No matter what you choose, your handles for all platforms should be the same so readers can easily find you across all platforms. So while Dana K was available on TikTok, it wasn't available on Instagram. On Instagram, my name is Dana K23. So my TikTok name is also Dana K23. So everything is uniform. Now that you have your online house in order, it's time to identify your target audience. It is crucial to have a clear understanding of who your audience is and the best way to get your books on their radar. You need to put yourself in their shoes to understand what they're looking for and how they get their information. So take a moment, picture your typical reader. Take note of their gender, their age, and where they live. Get a clear sight of them in your mind. 
then ask yourself the following questions. Where does your reader find out about new books? What other things do they read? Newspapers, magazines, blogs? What other books are on their bookshelf? What social media platforms do they utilize? Take a moment to jot these things down. Feel free to hit pause. Once you understand your brand and your target audience, it's important to align yourself and your brand with like-minded people. Think of it like tables at a high school cafeteria. If you're selling to the popular kids, you shouldn't sit with the geeks. But you don't only need to sit with the popular kids, you need to connect with them too, which is why you need a content strategy. You know your brand, you know your target audience, and you're, getting, you're starting to learn where they get their information. The next step is to figure out what you're going to say. Open a new document or take out another sheet of paper and write down your tagline or author brand description that you created earlier at the top. Then start listing the types of content you could post on social media that would fall in line with you and your author brand. Here are a few prompts to get you started. Where does your book take place? What themes are covered in your book? What is the tone of your book? What research did you conduct to write your book? What current events relate to the themes and topics in your book? Where do you live? What is your day job or background? What do you do when you're not writing? Do you have any kids? Pets? Continue listing topics and types of content you could post about until you have a list of 15 to 20. Feel free to hit pause if you'd like to continue. Now, go through and highlight the topics that meet the following criteria. First, the topic relates to your author brand. And second, the topic appeals to your target audience. The highlighted topics is where you want to focus all of your content. All of your content should both relate to your author brand and appeal to your target audience. As you get deeper into the publicity process, you may be asked to give a talk on a certain subject or weigh in on a news item for a newspaper or radio show, but you shouldn't accept it if the topic doesn't appear on this list. You may have a strong opinion on a trending Twitter topic, but if it's not on the list, you shouldn't engage in that conversation. We, as people, are more than our brands, and we have ideas and opinions that expand outside this seemingly limited scope. But once you sign that book deal or publish your first book on your own, in that moment, you became a public figure. And as a public figure, going outside your author brand can have a negative impact. Whether you're writing a blog post, giving an interview, or appearing at a bookstore, know your content strategy and stick to it. And most importantly, don't be afraid to turn down any interviews or appearances that aren't a part of your brand. It may be tempting to say yes to every opportunity, but despite popular opinion, not all publicity is good publicity. Congratulations. You now have a clear understanding on why branding is so important and how you can establish your own memorable author brand. Don't forget to claim your free worksheet at kpublicity.com slash brand worksheet. That's K-A-Y-E publicity.com slash brand worksheet.
I'll see you in the next episode where I'll demonstrate the importance of focusing on fans rather than sales numbers alone. Are you coming away from today's episode feeling energized and empowered to take control of your author career? Want to help more authors feel the same? Then I would be eternally grateful if you leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Your reviews help more authors like you find this podcast and take control of their careers. And I always encourage you to share the podcast with your critique group or other author communities. The more savvy authors are, the more readers will discover new books, which benefits us 